You're listening to the Mike Gunn Show on 98.7 ESPN. Connor Rogers. What's up, Connor? What's going on, man? Guns, ha- Happy New Year, man. What's going on? Happy New Year to you as well. Have you already hit the uh, hit the nightlife, my friend? What are you up to? <laughs> Well, we're about to get it going. Listen, I didn't want to get too crazy before I got on here with you, so I'm taking it easy, and after this, I'll get after it. That's very, very responsible of you, my friend. So we really appreciate you taking the time and coming on with us. Connor, listen, you covered the Jets all season long. You did a great job. It's been a lot of fun speaking with you throughout the throughout the season, as well as also you know your tweets back and forth and all of that. But let's delve right into it, man. I want you to sum up... This New York Jets season, in one word. Oh man! Um, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, no pressure on that question. <laughs> I'll, I'll say er- erratic. It, it really has been erratic, and, and that's what you get when you have Adam Gase here. I think when you look at it, this is a team that they <laughs> they came into the season with high hopes. A weak schedule, a new coach, a lot of free agency additions. And you look at the schedule, they thought they could you know, probably sneak into a wild-card spot. They lose a heartbreaker to Buffalo, and then they find out their quarterback has mono. I don't think anyone saw any of those things coming. Right. And then he returns, and you beat a pretty good Dallas Cowboys team at the time. At least they were expected to be good at the time. It's been all over the place, Guns. Yeah. I mean, they, they lost the Dolphins, the Bengals, and Jacksonville. Those are awful teams. So this has been a roller coaster season, and, and I don't really consider it ending on a good note, beating the Bills' backups in a sloppy game. No, and Barron only scoring 13 points points against them. <laughs> like, uh, exactly. I think they scored six touch, six offensive touchdowns in the last five games, yeah. and the coach they hired was billed as an offensive guru. Right, and on top of that, they they finished last in total offensive yards for the year. <laughs> I mean, That's the you, New York Jets, you know, and you're supposed to have this great offensive mind, and oh yeah, he hates your running back and wouldn't even give him the ball. Like how? What? Like what's yeah. happening? Not a good, not a good situation from my standpoint. That's why I didn't think Adam Gates should have returned. But let me ask you: Are you surprised? Are you surprised that Adam Gates is still the New York Jets head coach? I'm not really that surprised because ownership dictates all with the New York Jets. You know, they bring in a GM to run everything football related, and then they don't let him move on from the coach. I think Joe Douglas is a smart enough guy that he knows, you know, the long-term future of Adam Gase is probably not a great outlook. They're going to try to make this thing work. But at the end of the day, it's up to Christopher Johnson. And Christopher, make no mistake, Guns, Christopher Johnson is the guy that hired Adam Gase, and he wasn't ready to move on after one year. He came out and gave him a vote of confidence about halfway right. through the season after an awful start. So it's, it's really not that shocking at all, unfortunately. Now, will Adam Gase have a short leash, though, this coming season? Yeah, he will. He really will. I think, you know, Woody Johnson is going to be back in, in a year or so. Woody's going to be running the football team again. Adam Gase was not Woody's guy. Joe Douglas is on a six-year deal. He's not going anywhere. Adam Gase, listen, he's, they, this team has to get much better next year. Most importantly, the offense has to get much better under their 22-year-old quarterback. That's the most important thing as well because this year was a complete wash. And that's the thing, though. So is it is it – is it unfair to put so much of the blame on Adam Gase, how you know unproductive the offense was, um, the offensive line, the wide receivers, you know, the injuries, Chris Herndon barely even played, you know what I mean? Like there were so there were a lot of injuries um, and just question marks this season. So I guess maybe that's why you bring him back. Also, maybe because of the development of Sam Darnold. Does he really need a new a fourth new head coach? You know, which which is what it would have been. Um, do you think Gase got brought back? 
probably or most likely because of the Darnold relationship? I think it definitely helped. And I think also they didn't want to fire another coach and have two coaches and a GM on the payroll that aren't working there anymore. They felt like (laughs) they don't want to just keep going through this cycle. But to answer your question, it's hard to sit there and use the injuries as a constant excuse when injuries follow Adam Gase everywhere. These are the same problems in Miami. And if you want to look across and wonder why you can't get production, you know, out of second stringers at times, you don't have to look any further than what Greg Williams did with his defense. The only defensive starter from the New York Jets to play all 16 games was Marcus May. One guy. One guy on the defense. So they were a very productive unit with second, third stringers, even street free agents at times. So the excuse list for Adam Gase, it might work this year for some people. It's not going to work in year two. Yeah, no, absolutely. Completely agree. So we speak here with Connor Rogers. He uh, covers the Jets for Bleach Report. Does a lot of, uh, just a lot of Jets coverage. He does a great job all around the NFL, too. Um, it is guns. This is the Mike Gunn Show. But of course, the big three question that uh, we got to delve into is the fact that you got Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, Jamal Adams. Are How many of those three will be back next year on the New York Jets? Yeah, it's interesting. And you could safely say maybe one. I, I think that Jamal Adams is a guy that it's going to be tough for ownership for, to allow them to trade him. Now, like Joe Douglas always says, he will always field calls. The asking price for Jamal Adams at the deadline was a first and two second round picks. That's very high. I don't know if a team is going to come, you know, in the offseason and offer some wild deal to pluck him away. And this is a team that needs a core. You can't just dump everyone. But he's going to want to get paid, though. You know what I mean? Not yeah. this year, but when they he, got money because they don't have a lot of good players. Well, that's true. But when he re-ups, he's going to want to get paid. And you have, you have so many question marks out there if you're the Jets, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, listen, he's the guy out of the three that is the safest. Now, that does not mean they won't trade him. They will answer calls. They'll have to be blown away. Le'Veon Bell, they're willing to probably eat some of the money and take back a mid-round pick. That's how much Adam Gase is not interested in in having Le'Veon Bell anymore, which is absolutely bizarre. I don't understand that at all. So that's very much on the table. And Robbie Anderson, they're going to let him hit free agency. He's going to test free agency. There's going to be some teams out there that are willing to meet his number, which is around $13 million per year. Year, probably over three to four years, and the Jets just aren't willing to go to that length right now, which means he's probably as good as gone. All right, but then you just mentioned that right there. Look, your running back, who is, is still a stud running back, if you would hand him the ball, it, whenever the offense went out there, you were essentially playing with 10 players because you wouldn't give your running back the ball ever if you were Adam Case. You know, Le'Veon barely got any touches. Um, and then, so Le'Veon, if he's out, and you're, you know, WR1, Robbie Anderson, he's out. I mean, there's your two weapons that are gone. I like Jamison Crowder a lot, but there's only so much he can do. That's just more that the Jets are going to have to make in this offseason. Joe Douglas has a lot on his plate. Oh, he really does. That's why it doesn't make any sense for me to move on from Le'Veon Bell. If you want to sit there and say, listen, this is a deep class at wide receiver in the draft. They might have some options in free agency that they like, although it's not a deep group there. It's a really deep draft class at the position. Then you say, okay, well, if you have a replacement plan for that guy, then go do it. You obviously would like to keep Robbie Anderson, so you have him, Jameson Crowder, maybe another wide receiver they bring in and the tight ends get healthy, but they're just not going to do that. With Le'Veon, you are creating another hole. You have really no running backs on this roster heading into next year. You can't just sign veterans and street free agents and, and hope to get everything out of the position. I know a lot of people believe you can, but you need continuity with this young quarterback. That's what's so crazy to me here. 
And on top of all that, so you speak here with uh, Connor Rogers here on the Mike Gunn Show, 800-919-ESPN, by the way. We'll get back to your calls in just a couple minutes. But uh, the offensive line, I mean, <laughs> who you bring? Beachum, you got you to gotta bring him back. But I think you drop Winters, right? Try to save some ga- yeah, cap space. Yeah, yeah, he'll be cut, so you at least bring back some cap space there. Um, but, you know, there's a, Khalil's gone. You've you got to replace a lot. you got to replace two or three starting um, linemen on your offense. That's and then you have to get backups for them because you need some sort of depth because some somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, you only have so many assets too. That's the thing. That's why when you let Robbie Anderson walk out the door, a lot of people go, "Well, we could draft a guy." And it's like, well, you, you gotta, also you need to get, use those I think they have, elsewhere. I think they got to draft at least two tackles. You got to, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they'll go into the offseason. I think they'll sign one of the. Uh, they'll try to sign one of the higher level offensive linemen, free agents, and then they'll draft a tackle and an interior guy, maybe two tackles. If you get Beecham back, you could draft a tackle, draft a guard or a center. But like you said, this is a unit that they're going into the offseason. They know they need three starters. Right. Uh, on that alone, and then you bring in the Robbie Anderson thing, you, you need a wide receiver. And, uh, you, you know, even though it might be a deep draft for wide receivers or whatnot, well, you're using those picks on tackles because you got to protect Sam Darnold because he's never going to develop if he's scrambling everywhere. Yeah, and that's not even talking about how many holes they have at corner on this defense. I mean, they need a couple guys at corner. So, so when you look at it, it, it's a tough go for Joe Douglas, and uh, we wish him luck, and, you know, we'll see. I don't even believe in his head coach. So I think this is going to be a pretty long, when I say long, two- to three-year kind of process for Joe. Is Tremaine Johnson definitely out? What's his deal? He's gone. <laughs> He's packed up his things, said Happy New Year to everyone, and it's over. All right, so that was great. So, uh, But the Jet, will the Jets take a some sort of hit from him? Yeah, I believe so. I think there is some guaranteed like 10, money yeah, left like on that deal. like 10 mil plus or something, right? So that yeah, it, it, worked yeah. out terribly. That, that, was, that was awful. Avery Williamson, probably gone? I think so, which is tough. But Greg Williams gets so much production out of the backup linebackers on this team. C.J. Mosley is expected to be back in full, ready to go for the offseason program. Uh, Blake Cashman will be back. They, they like what James Burgess did. They like what Neville Hewitt did. Uh, I think Mosley's just going to be a cap ca- uh, Avery Williamson will be a cap casualty. You cover the Jets every game this season. Who were you most surprised about, or who are you looking forward to returning next year for the Jets that you think has potential to be just a straight-up baller for the team? Well, I think I still believe in what Sam Darnold can do most. Get out in front of that. But if you're looking for a super, you know, dark horse kind of guy, he had a tough finish of the season because he got benched after the Steelers game. But bless Austin at corner. I mean, they took him on day three. They took him in the sixth round. Tore his knee up a couple of times at Rutgers. He had some really strong games as a starter this year. You have to like what you saw out of him. You like what you see out of the young defensive line with Foley, Fadokasi, and Nathan Shepard. So they have some pieces on this defense that they use day three picks on that they found as UDFAs that they're really excited about where they don't have to use assets at that position anymore. Should the Jets fan right now be excited for next year? Should they feel a little cautious about getting too far ahead of themselves? I mean, coming into this year, like you said, the wild card, it seemed like, oh, we were right there. I don't think people really respected the Buffalo Bills for as good as they could have been and ended up being. So everyone was like, oh, the Patriots, all the Jets can be right there. Should the Jets fan going into next year with all these holes, with all these question marks, with an unsureness that if you bring back Le'Veon, your head coach isn't going to even play him. You know, he's never even going to get the ball right there. What should the Jets fan feel for next season right now? 
I think cautious is the right word. Listen, this is a schedule that gets much harder. This is a schedule that has multiple West Coast trips, and this is a roster that's going to have some turnover. And let's be real, we didn't see a lot of inspiring things out of Adam Gase's offense this year where you sit there and go, okay, well, it'll move forward next year. I know people are sitting here and they're going, well, they need pieces on the offensive line. That's great, and they're going to get those pieces. But those pieces don't gel in year one. Yeah, when they're, they they're rookies. The NFL. If you're drafting yeah, they're rookies, rookies, they're still rookies, and you still have a you know a third third year quarterback who hasn't really ever had an O line, and he won't have, really have one this year, a full one, you know. No, and like you said, the target share going around. Chris Herndon didn't really play this year. Yeah. Right? Robbie Anderson, the top guy, he's going to be gone. So you look at the returning guys in, in terms of who he's throwing the ball to, you know, you hope Ryan Griffin gets healthy. Jamison Crowder will be there. But it, once again, continuity has not been a thing for Sam Darnold with the Jets. It wasn't a thing for him at USC. So they got to build that for him. Final question. When are the Patriots going to stop being the Patriots? What are we getting? <laughs> I don't think it'll be this upcoming weekend. I, I really don't. Okay. But I think this divisional round is going to be, I don't want to say a wake-up call because they had a tough finish to the season. They really did. I just think Baltimore and even Kansas City are so far ahead of them right now. Now, they're New England. They've been there before in the it always seems they, to, It always seems to yep. work out for them, right? Isn't that funny they how always that happens? Get it done. Yeah. They always get it done. But I think we finally reached the point where this roster has some serious holes that they haven't been able to overcome. Brady's looked, you know, not invincible for once. Not invincible. I've, and, and I've I think, loved it. I loved seeing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think this is the year where they're going to have some serious questions in the offseason after they possibly don't make it to the Super Bowl. Which, which makes why these years, transitional years for the Jets, are so important. Because when the Patriots finally do fall and stumble, take that AFC East. And that's why you got to build it now so you can take it when it's available. You know? I mean, the, the Bills are sitting there trying to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing right now. Why it's can't the Jets? Yeah, why can't the Jets? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So. yeah, and that's why Adam Gase was brought in. So it's a, it's a huge, monumental year for not even just Adam Gase, but also Sam Darnold next year. Yes, it is. My man, what's your Twitter for everybody out there? Uh, at Connor J. Rogers. Thank you, Guns. I appreciate it, man. That is Connor Rogers. Listen, enjoy the new year, the festivities, all of that tonight. And remember, don't drink and tweet, all right? so <laughs> Never. I never will do that. <laughs> My man, take care. Have a good new year, okay? Happy new year, man. Thank you. You're listening to The Mike Gunn Show on 98.7 ESPN.